Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, uh, look. Uh, ball playing, ball playing. No watching from the side. Said that you got him next. Well, go ahead and show him why. No limits in the sky. Go ahead and take your shot. This one what is up, for the everybody. Welcome back. It's been a while. We got a new episode of Up Next, the podcast where we tell you who's up next in youth sports. We talk to them. If you know, if you know our work, you can look back and uh, see we've had some of some serious uh, youngsters on the show even before they blew up. We had them on the show, talk to them. So if you haven't listened to a bunch of our episodes, go back and check them out. We've had numerous people like Scoot Henderson before he was even at the G League, all that stuff. I, you know, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent, but first of all. Welcome back. Up next, uh, I'm Jamal Murphy. Got my co-host, Khalid Green, in the house. Um, we got no guests today. Uh, we're just gonna <laughs> just gonna chop it up because, of course, the uh, 2023 uh, summer AAU season is coming to an end, if not the end. But uh, we're gonna talk to. Uh, we're gonna just talk about it, um, and um, you know, touch a whole bunch of different topics. Um, there's a lot. There's a, it was a, it was a great summer. What's up, man? How's it going? Peace, Jay. How you? How are you, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you you relaxed? I know uh, you had right. a long, long season. You were coaching New Heights Lightning 15U squad, which is you know that's that's big. Um, did, you went on vacation already, or are you still do? You still waiting to do that? No vacation yet. I'm going um, August 21st, I believe. We're going to Cancun, Mexico. So okay. Um, now nah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Been a, like you said, it's been a a, a a long summer so far, but productive. Is is it over yet, or is there still more to go? You got so more- the 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 basketball portion of it, uh, of me coaching, is over. Okay, but um, you know, there's some kids that I'm involved with that I'm helping to steer to different prep schools and you know different situations that some of the kids are getting offers. So I'm walking their parents through some of that. Um. And, and guiding them with, uh, you know, what college coaches really like them right now. So, you know, it's it's always um, something to do in, in in the world of coaching. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was just talking about the coach. I know your your real job never ends. I know that's that's, you know, helping the kids. You know, getting the kids situated, giving them opportunities. I know that that's every day. That's three sixty five right there. Right. So, right. Uh, you know. Hopefully you have a great vacation and, uh, you know, I'm sure you still be working somehow <laughs> even there, but let's jump into it. Cause we talked about, uh, you know, the summer AU season coming to an end. Every summer seems to get bigger, bigger and better in terms of, uh, at, you know, prospects and play and all that kind of stuff. Let's start out with, you know, your squad. You, you like I said, you coached the new, new Heights lightning 15, mm-hmm. you, uh, summer team. Tell me, you know, how you felt the season went, you know, overall for you guys? I thought we had a good season. Um, it wasn't a great season. To me, only one team could say they had a great season. That was CP3, who won the 15 and under national uh, Nike, you know, EYBL Peach Jam. But I think we had definitely a good season. I think it was a good season overall for our program. This is the first year that um, New Heights Lightning had all three teams that qualified to make the Peach. For those that don't know, you know, um, each age group starts off with about 40, 50 teams, um, 15 and under, 16 and under, and 17 and under. And um, uh, only, you know, 
only 20 make each age group. So we were one of the 20, um, and we fell short of our goal, our ultimate goal, which was to win Peach. Um, we we sh literally fell short one point to make the quarterfinals. Um, overall, out there, we went three and two. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we the, the most important part of the whole journey is that some of our kids uh, were able to get some offers from colleges and some interest from colleges, and that's, that's what we're here for. No doubt. So that kind of goes into my next question because, you know, like you said, the ultimate uh, goal is, is to, you know, get these kids better, get these kids into college for free, uh, right. you know, continue to play the game that they love. 15U is like a, a very important age group for that. You know, you're going right. kids, kids going into their sophomore year, I believe, right? So sophomore yes. year. Yes. Um, so that's when, you know, it, it gets real um, in terms of whether you're going to be, you know, a top level guy. Uh, talk about that. Like what kind of like, I'll get into specific players after like right after this. But in general, like, are you were you happy with the development? Um, how do you think, you know, how, you know, how do you think kids were able to develop? In this space, you know, there's a lot of pressure involved. Like, do you think, do you think kids handled the pressure and were able to get better? Yeah, I, I definitely think um, a lot of our kids handled the pressure. Um, the development part is ongoing. Um, you know, it, it comes in phases. You know, there were certain kids that we wanted to really, I would really focus on the mental part of the game, um, you know, and when I say that, I'm 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 referring to uh, having keep keeping positive body language even when adversity hits. Um, you know, keeping composure, keeping poise, uh, and then there was also you know physical development we wanted to see out of certain kids. Like I know I'm I'm proud of one kid, um, Kamari White. Hmm. He came into the season out of St. Raymond's, and he's known to be like a big rebounder, you know, really doesn't have a position, but just plays hard as hell. And um, he uh, he's starting to develop a three-point shot. So that's going to help him, you know, at the next level. So signs like that, you know, uh, are great to see as, as a coach. No doubt. So let's let's talk about, you know, some of your players uh, specifically. You got, you got, um, you know, some, some, like high level, obviously high level kids on the team already getting offers and that kind of thing. Uh, probably the most popular kid on your team uh, is Mel Mel or, or Jamel Thomas, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, you know he's 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 very popular on Instagram. Uh, he got you know he's like classic New York City uh, point guard type. Um, how do you think how do you think his game came across? I saw him play. Uh, you know, during the Peace Jam, started off a little slow. First couple of games, got into foul trouble. I think the first game, mm -hmm. uh, but but the last three games or so, he really was able to show his game. Uh, how do you think his game is developing? Um, Mel Mel's definitely developing into. I I think he's going to be one of the premier guards in, in the league. I mean, in in the country. Um, you know, with him, um, he's so crafty. He's his instincts. You can't teach those type of instincts. And um, unlike a lot of point guards from New York City, he actually um, doesn't just have a handle. He can actually shoot the ball. 
So um, one thing that I want to see him doing, especially at Cardinal Hayes, is, you know, getting his, his teammates involved, which he was doing with us, um, but um, getting also in position to take that catch-and-shoot three, which I think will really expand his game and um, take him where he wants to go. So I, I'm very proud of, of Mel and, and his growth, and he, he's definitely been a pleasure to, to coach. Now what about uh, another guard you have on that team? You had, a, you had a kind of a, a impressive backcourt. You had Ron Ron. What's, yeah. his, what's, his, what's his full name for the people who don't know? That would be Deron Rippey Jr. And, uh -huh. and Jr., uh, shout out to his father, uh, Deron Rippey Sr., who was also a very good player. Um, but no, Ron, Ronnie, I call him Ronnie. He, he's a special player. Um, you know, he, 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 one, he's a competitor. He plays both sides of the court. Um, athletic, um, will dunk on you if, 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 if he sees the chance. Um, and what I'm, what I'm proud of is the fact that he's, you know, he's developing a consistent, um, three point shot. Um, he started to show that, uh, you know, in the EYBL, I think, in against Team Durant, he went six for seven from three-point range, which is, you know, for him, that's going to open up his game a, a whole lot because he can go downhill whenever really he wants to. And um, just want to see him also develop uh, going forward to just make better decisions with the ball, which, you know, which he'll get to once he slows down a little bit. But he's a hell of a player, and I, I certainly think he's going to have a – hell of a career and future. And I, I could see him playing in the Big East or the ACC for sure. Yeah, but, you know, just from watching those two guys, um, you know, because it's, it's, they're, like, they're going to be sophomores, right? So you could – and Ron Ron in particular, he's a, he, has, he has like that all-around game. He could, do, he could do a lot of everything. Yes. Right? But it's like – and even, and even um, Mel Mel too, it's like – they're young, so you you know I'm watching them, um, and and you know you're used to watching older guys or whatever, and you're like, okay, you know you want them to have like a go-to move, or you want them to have like a um, or kind of know what their their game is, and and it's too early for that, right? Right, <laughs> right. I'm I'm wondering like how how you as a coach at you know 15s, I'm not you gotta like you gotta deal with, like you got kids with all this talent, and you kind of as a coach probably have to let them figure it out themselves, but then you're at the same time, you're trying to win. Like how, yeah. how do you, how do you balance that? Like, okay, you got to let them make their mistakes. You, you know, you know that they don't quite know their, like how they're going to get, how they can get their points or get to their spots yet. Like, how do you balance that? I mean, it, 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 it's hard because, you know, in, in grassroots basketball, we don't have, but maybe two practices a week, if that. So we're, we're trying to teach them something, uh, teach them so much in micro in a microwave we're trying to cook a great meal in a microwave and it really doesn't work out like that so you just you know for me i just continue i'm consistent with my messages and um consistent with telling like in, in particular like uh melma i tell him less is more all the time and we have something i call kiss i call it <laughs> he laughs i said keep it simple stupid that's kiss so um you know, I, I just tell him less is more. But, you know, again, he is, especially him in particular, he's so creative that you don't ever want to take away from his confidence and, and his what what he brings to the table without any coaching. 
So it, it is a balance, but I, I think we, him and I have a good feel. Like, I'll give him a look when, you know, there's times when he needs to be male and, and dance. And then there's time where we need to run the, run the team. So, you know, we have a good balance and we have a good feel for each other. He knows when coach really wants the, the, the team run or the, the offensive system run and he'll do it, you know. And if he doesn't, he'll, he'll sit the bench. <laughs> for a minute and then he'll come back out and give me a look like he's mad and he'll do it <laughs> right yeah no question and then you know like i said the rest of the team solid man like there are a lot of kids up there that i i didn't really know i probably only seen you know practice once or twice or play a game here and there right if you want to like some other kids who you who you're proud of i know i saw um uh the shooter i don't know his name but he went off for 25 in the first game yeah josh he's hitting everything own. Yeah, yeah was, was like our Vinny uh, for, for the old school uh, basketball heads. He he was our Vinny Baker. I mean, um, what's it? What's the brother that came? Uh, microwave Vinny microwave. Johnson. Yep. Yeah, yep. Vinny Johnson. He was like yep. the, he was like uh, microwave for us. Carried and, you that first game. In, in yeah, yeah. He you know he's a bucket. Like he mm -hmm. and and the blessing about him is that for those that don't know, Josh Powell was a four man for from elementary school to middle school. And he did a hell of a job um, just transforming his game into a guard. He saw the writing on the wall. He probably knew he wasn't going to grow that much more. And um, he just started to develop that, that characteristic of being a, sh a shooter. So, um, and he does it well, you know, wow. when, he, when he gets, when he gets hot, it's like feed him the ball. You know, he's one of those. Another guy that deserves a lot of credit on my team is um, we call him big O. Uh, he's about six, 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 seven, big. Uh, he plays at St. Francis Prep, but he's really probably by probably our first or second best shooter uh, as far as three pointers on the team. Um, he can get hot, and but um, he also can 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 score down low, and he also has a very good feel for the game where he makes the right passes. So, like I know Josh Powell. Um, got an offer from Long Island University, and I'm sure there's some offers coming from some schools for Big O, you know, in the in the near future. In fact, he was uh, asked to he was invited to go uh, to Syracuse Elite Camp, which I'm sure he's going to do in August. Yeah, you got a lot of guys, and it's early, man. You know, like like yeah. people, to, you know, I know especially the kids, they probably just want it all now. They want the offers yeah. now, but just, yeah. and it's really early in the process to just keep getting better. Uh -huh. and, uh, and you'll get to where you want to go. So definitely, everybody, you got you know, keep your eyes on that on that uh, that Lightning team. Was it class of twenty twenty six? Yep. Yes, yep. sir. Because you got a, you got a lot of guys, and they're all just going to get better. So I, <laughs> I definitely see great things uh, in the future for that squad. In in general, you know, where throughout throughout the year, um, you know, AAU, not just Peace Jam um or eybl but what you know what were your thoughts like in terms of just the the amount of talent you saw out there uh you know yeah like you know eybl this is my first year coaching as a head coach on 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 that circuit and i mean it it is the creme de la creme of of, of grassroots basketball like um one they really run it very organized very professionally uh, run and done. Um, but two, um, the talent, like there's no real off games. And, and, and when you're playing on this circuit, like 
you know, we, you know, in eighth grade, we can, we pretty much knew we were going to come out of every pool. Um, and, you know, we pretty much knew we were going to have about, you know, in a, in a, in a weekend, we'll probably have about three blowouts out of five games. Um, it's not like that in, in the EYBL. Um, uh, pretty much even the, the worst teams are going to give you their best matchup. They're going to give you their best effort. So you have to be prepared. Like, you know, this is real deal basketball. So we, we, we watched a lot of film on kids and, you know, you're watching the film and then you see them in person. And sometimes they look a lot better <laughs> in person than they did on the film. Right. And, so, so you have to make adjustments on the fly and, you know, you came in as a coach. I came in ready to, you know, shut the water off of this kid and make sure he doesn't get off. And this other kid is 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 just as good. But in the film I watched, he didn't look that good. Right. So, so there's a lot of. I mean, there's so much talent. And again, this is a national tournament. This is not like a New York team playing against a Jersey team over and over. This is a New York team playing against a Detroit team playing against a, a team from Atlanta, from Texas, from from wherever. So you're getting the best of each state on the best circuit. So, you know, and these are some of the best, you know, these are some of the kids that you'll be reading about and they'll be talking about on first take in a few years. So, and they'll be talking about on up next. We'll be talking about on up next. So no question. Yeah. So these kids are, these kids are special and you know, it, it is a special circuit to coach on. How you think this translates? So, you know, they play against this type of competition and then you know they got the high school season uh, coming up. How you think it? How you think it translates to the high schools to their high school season? Uh, obviously, they got to have confidence going in. They played against like the best players in the country. Right. Now you now you come back and play locally. What do you look? Or the better question really is, what do you look for? Like these kids, you know, how how do you look for them to to perform this high school season after the experience they just had? Well, you said it first. You just said it, Jay. Um, one, you can see the confidence that oozes out of these kids. Like I, I was watching, like I'm um, involved with one of our kids, that uh, Christian Jeffries, uh, on our 16 and under program um, team, and he had a hell of a like. He finished second in. He was he actually finished second team um, in EY in, um, Peach. Yep. Um, and he, I think he was like second in scoring only to Cooper flag and average about four or five rebounds a game, five assists. And he was, he's a point guard. So, um, like you could tell, like, even in his swag now, he, he knows he went against the number one kid, you know, in the country and, and did a really good job. So, when you when you go through that type of fire, nothing really scares you anymore. You come out with a different type of confidence, and um, and you probably see yourself in a different light that you didn't see yourself in, you know, going into uh, the peach. So um, that's the first thing I'm thinking that all of my kids will have is, is a higher level of confidence, which, as you know, Jake, you have to have in sports and in life. And then I think um, I think that they're being honest with themselves. They'll they also um, assess where their strengths and weaknesses are and try to, you know, uh, build on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I watched I watched uh, Christian Jeffrey play uh, in the 16th. He was very, very impressive. And, I, you know, I had seen him. I always liked him. Right. Um, I had seen him 
uh, during the year in high school season. He, he was good then for, for Bishop Lachlan. Right. Um, but he still, his name wasn't really out there nationally. Right. I, I didn't see him on any of the rankings and, and all that. I think that's going to change yeah. because of, because of what he did there. Uh, he, you know, he was, he was the leader of that team. You could tell, and he didn't know. And like you said, he did, he did a lot of different things. It wasn't just um, scoring. He might have a good scoring night one night, but then the next night someone, he might, you know, someone else might be scoring and he was doing everything else. He would be the, you know, he's like, you know, he provided the toughness. You could tell right. that leadership, all that kind of stuff. So he, he, uh, he was, he's a guy whose star I think is rising. Speaking of that, like who else did you see, you know, new Heights or anywhere else, um, that that really impressed you. Like obviously, you know, I was watching the Peace Jam and the big names were like a Cooper flag. We, you know, everybody's talked about him. We could, we, we should talk about him for a second in a, in a minute. But also, um, the Boozer twins. This kid uh, Dibansa, um, who was I think he was sixteen playing. 15, yeah, he's sixteen playing up. Yeah, in the seventeen division, and I think I think he led the the seventeens in scoring. But who were like the the guys who really you saw and really felt like oh these are some of the best players in the country i mean you 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 just said one of them um cooper flag like um you know coming into uh eybl i only heard his name i never really sat down and seen him play i've obviously seen some clips but i actually have had was able to see a whole game and i was just impressed with his feel for the game um his 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 competitive uh uh will um, and, and the fact that he's so skilled, like he's a six, eight, six, nine kid that can handle the ball, you know, and dribble out of traps and, you know, <laughs> take big shots and block shots. So I was definitely impressed with him. Um, and, um, you know, on our 16 and under team, I got to watch, um, uh, uh, Preston Fowler. Mm -hmm. Um, he, he was, he was very impressive. Um, when we played against Strive to Greatness. I know CP3, I forgot the name of these young men, but um, they have, uh, on their 17 and under team, mm -hmm. they have a couple of guards that, you know, played against our 17 and under team and, and wiped us out. Um, yeah. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, uh, like one's going to Duke, one's going to Carolina, something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were just, like, one of them was, I think he had about 16 points in the first quarter. And he, I mean, and he, he, he was not missing. Um, and then they had another guard that I think you – you quoted right. I think he's going to North Carolina. There's also another kid that really impressed me. Uh, I think his last name is Pathea that plays at um, for team final. Mm -hmm. And um, he's just a natural shooter, natural scorer out of Philly. And he, he's a bucket. And, you know, <laughs> these kids, uh, uh, Ahmad Noel, point guard for team final, was also impressive. So, you know, there's so much talent. And that's the reason why that those college coaches were sitting there like killer bees swarming on a hive, just waiting, just waiting to, you know, get the attention of some of these kids. There were also NBA scouts at these. At the oh, end. yeah. And that was for a reason. Like some of these kids are the next next ones that will be lottery picks. So it, it, was, it was overall, like I said, it was impressive. And um, I was I was humbled to be on the circuit. Yeah. No, I, I saw. Uh, Cooper Flag, Cam Boozer, all of them. I have to. I do have to say, Cooper Flag was was, uh, uh, you know, very very impressive. Like I mean, like you say, six nine, and it like looks like a legit six nine. Legit, um, legit. And can he he can run the point if he wanted to? Yes, and that's and he what was. it looked like. Yeah, and he was, and definitely on the break, grabbed the rebound. You know, yeah, behind, yeah. behind the back, 
you yeah. know, switch directions, right. could make a could make a pass, like any kind of pass you want, or could finish with a dunk. Or, you know, he threw it off the backboard a couple times. Like, yeah. like he'd be stuck, throw it off the backboard, dunk. Um, you know, like, I mean, there wasn't anything he couldn't do. And now, you know, it's early. He's a, he'll, be, he'll be a junior. I think he's even, he could even reclassify if he wanted to. I don't think he's an old, old junior, but he's like right at the line where he, right. could, he could reclassify if he wanted to. Uh, I saw Cam Boozer. Uh, if it weren't for Cooper Flag, I mean, I would be raving about him. Uh, because, Absolutely. You know, and he's younger. He's like a legit 15. Yeah, they, um, I think they just turned like 16. Yeah, yeah I think they just yeah. turned 16 like the other day. I was watching uh, on our guy, uh, Gary Charles, yeah. his uh, Las Vegas big time tournament. Um, yeah. They had Coop, uh, the, the Boozer Twins were playing. And I think they... You know, I was watching that a couple of nights ago, and the next night was his birthday. He turned sixteen, and right. it's crazy. He's doing interviews, and he sounds like you know a, a NBA vet doing the interviews. Yeah. It's so crazy yeah, how these it. kids grow up so fast now. Well seasoned, well seasoned. It's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, there's so much talent, man. Um, let me let me get to. Uh, I mean, there are other guys too. Let me just mention uh, Dylan Harper, who's like the number one rated uh, guy. I think he plays for the Wrens. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hadn't seen him play before. I saw him play, you know, very impressive. Kind of remind me almost like of a, a Cade Cunningham type, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little, well, definitely a little more offensively aggressive, like in terms of scoring. Like Cade yeah. more like pass first. Right. Um, he can, this kid can pass, but probably probably a better score, but the same kind of athlete, um, like not, not like jump off the off the page athlete, but, you know, he does what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know his. You know we'll see. You know he's he's ranked number one now. We'll see if that uh, stays. Say it doesn't matter, you right? Know, as you know, doesn't right. even matter. Um, but let me ask you about the you know all the college coaches that were there. The college recruiting is a big part of it. Uh, you talked about kids even on your 15 U team getting offers. Uh, what? Let's break that down. Like what? Is, what does that mean? Because I'm on. You know every time I'm on Instagram, everybody's talking about I got an offer. Or this person gave me this. It, this it, coach wants me to go. Tell me what does it. What does an offer really mean? To me, it just means that they that you, that kid is on their radar. Mm-hmm. That kid is on their radar, and um, the problem is some parents think that once they get the offer, and some kids think once they get the offer, then you know their job is complete, and that's not what it is at all. That just means that 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 coach knows you're on their radar. And they want to see how you progress in the upcoming years to see if we're going to give you, if we really want you by the time you become a junior, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I see a lot of kids that get hype over an offer. Um, don't get hype. You know, that all that means is Just go to know, work, go to work. Yeah, That's yeah, what that, that means. means that, you know, that means that you got to level up. That means that you got to hit, you need to hit the gym. And that means that you better uh, make sure your grades are right, so when they do come for you, um, you can um, you can be eligible. Because um, right. there's a lot of kids that are playing right now that um, you know, <laughs> like they they could be playing for the locks with D block because that's all they're getting is D's. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, so, right. so we have to we have to keep everything in perspective. You know, they, these kids have to be eligible. They have to have their core credits. Um, to go to college, um, you know, uh, religion or art and, you know, uh, 
petting your dog class is not a, is not a core credit. No. Uh, your core credits include English, math, science. Um, you know, those are your, you know, those are history. Those are the core credits. So, you know, those are the things that we also have to keep in perspective. And those are the things, some of the conversations I have with my kids to let them know, like, this is a, like Nipsey Hussle said, this is a, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And um, a lot of kids are going to get off as early. And uh, some, unfortunately, some of those college coaches that gave you an offer are going to be, get quiet about you later because they see that, you know, they might've seen too many kinks in your game or you're not eligible. So, right. or no, your character is not right and doesn't fit their culture. So, yeah, no, the academic piece, yeah, the academic piece is real, um, because it also shows your discipline, and that's that's part of basketball. Like, absolutely, like, you know, you got to take care of business on all levels, and if you're not absolutely. taking care, like if you're if you're lacking in one area, that then the basketball comes into question too. Like, are you really right. disciplined? Are you really a hard worker? Like you're not taking care of this over there. Right. Like right. eventually, eventually we're going to see that seep in uh, to the basketball. And I like what you said about the offers. Like it's really just means that you're on a, a coaches or a coaching staff's radar. Right. That's all it means. That yes. they're, oh, we saw you. Oh, we saw you perform right there. Okay. We, we like your, your progression, how it's going. Right? right. So, so that means if you don't get any better, from where you are right there, they're expecting you to get better every year. Absolutely. Like at the, that's why they like you because oh, oh, we saw you this year and you keep getting better. We like you, but if you stay where you are, you know, as you know, say you're nice as a sophomore and you just stay that level, that ain't no. That's not a real offer. No, no, that that becomes that that becomes not an offer, but awful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Let me ask you this. This is a, another question. Okay. So these events, these live events, right? How important is it to perform well during these live uh, these live sessions, right? Um, obviously, I know it's important. And like you said, you, you get on coaches' radar. But what, what happens if you don't perform that well? Especially at, you know, at any, at any I don't care if it's 15, 16, 17. Let's say you don't perform well at these live sessions for whatever reason. Or you don't get playing time during these live sessions and you aren't and you aren't recognized at these events by these coaches. Is it over for you? Uh, you know, do coaches still care about um, high school? Can they, will they still continue to, you know, look and see what you're doing elsewhere? Like once the live sessions are over, once the summer's over, how do, how do you, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, 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 I just, um, I guess I go back to when I was a scout. Um, and so I would equate the NCAA tournament to, the Peach Jam, and um, as a scout, we we watch the whole your whole resume. Like um, we we we're not naive to think that you're gonna have a great game every game. So we were um, prone to watch your whole resume, which would include uh, your workouts in front of us, um, what we heard about some of your workouts at other NBA um, um, in front of other NBA teams. Um, how you played in conference, how you played out of conference, um, how you played in the NCAA tournament, how you played in your, if it was, if you're in the Big East and your, you know, conference tournament. So, um, and like you said, how you, how we, how you went from playing as a freshman to playing as a sophomore. So 
I think um, college coaches have the same approach. I think they watch the totality. Um, at least a good one should watch the total package, um, should be able to assess the total package. Um, and if you had a bad peach, that's not necessarily the end of the world. Um, it just means that you just had a bad peach. You know, it th- things do happen. Sometimes, you know, we all wake up and, the, and you know, the day doesn't go as we thought it was going to go. Um, but, you know, that's part of also they want to see um, how you fight through adversity. Right. Um, you know, your bounce back. What is your bounce back DNA like? Um, are you going to stay in a rut once you had a bad peach? Or uh, like you said, um, Jay, are you going to play well when you were in your, co- your high school season? So I think they weigh all of that. And I think college coaches, um, good college coaches, will always take all of that um, you know, um, we'll always look at all of that and, and weigh it, weigh it all properly. Right. No, I agree with that. Um, one of the things, uh, we always talk about in AU, some are AU or basketball, general youth basketball, uh, the parents, parents have, you know, wild expectations or, you know, some of them have wild expectations. All of them have it, some sort of expectations. Um, sometimes, we hear stories about them, you know, getting in the way of the coaching or, you know, we've we definitely heard like horror stories of fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like a theme. You always hear about people, uh, you know, com- you know, somewhat complaining about you know, the parents and how, how they're acting. But what did you see on the circuit this year? Is it, how are they doing? How are, they, how are these parents doing? How are they holding up? I mean, there, there, there's always going to be some incidents, uh, you know, Remember, this is a this is a cipher or a circle that has so many personalities in it, <laughs> um, and um, I think you know. For example, my my parents. I can just talk about my parents. Uh, they've been very uh, low key. Um, we we have very transparent conversations on a regular basis, and it's not always about basketball. So they know I don't see their kids as just basketball players. Like I'm asking about, you know, their family and I'm I'm in touch with them on a regular basis about uh, and we touch on other subjects. So I think it's important to build a a relationship of trust first. Um so they know where what where you're coming from as a coach. Um if you're coming from an angle where everything is basketball, 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 then you 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 almost you you you're on a losing path. Um, you have to, in my opinion, have to be uh, have a holistic approach to dealing with the kids and the parents. Um, and again, that's not saying that you still won't have some flare-ups, but for the most part, it's worked for me. Um, and also I'm a see, I consider myself and I know I am a seasoned vet. So some of the, some of the mistakes I've made as a younger coach, I don't make anymore. Mm. Um, and, and I, I've learned from those, uh, those mistakes. So, um, you know, um, and at the end of the day, I want what's best for the kid and the parents do too. Right. What's your, what would be your ideal parent? Like, what's the advice you would give to parents? What's like the ideal, the ideal parent is to be a parent, not to be the coach, to be the parent. So, um, and what I mean that by that is to be supportive when 
before the game and supportive after the game. Win or lose, good game or bad game. That's that's the ideal parent. Not to be so involved with your son that um, he becomes a, a robot where he's he's playing and then looking over at the stands to see if, you know, uh, if he's playing right. Sometimes you have to, like, and and I and it's, I get it when you're in, when they're babies, but it it definitely has been um, times where I've seen it even in high school, and I'm like somewhere along the line um, was overkill with with this parenting situation because when he's on that court, he's with his peers or she's with his, her peers, and they have to fight it out and 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 go through what they have to go through. And if they're looking over at their parent in high school, um, they almost become, uh, in you know, they it, it just inhibits them. It 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 strains them of their own creativity. And I've seen it over and over. So, um, but also, but like I said, just be supportive. Yeah. Just be supportive and and have transparent conversations with with coaches. And coaches right. have to be grown-ups too right, right. that's the other part like when when a parent wants a parent has the right to ask you questions so you have to man up and answer those questions or woman up and answer those questions and don't be a coward and do like sucker stuff what i call sucker stuff man like a conversation is not gonna bite it doesn't bite me it doesn't hurt me well, so give me an example of some sucker Stuff. Like, like uh, I, I've seen a lot of coaches. Like, I've seen parents reach out to coaches, and they don't answer back. Like, to mm. me, that's disrespectful. And yeah. that what's going to happen is the tension is you're only making the tension worse because now it, tur- it turns from he wants to talk to you to it's going to get disrespectful. Right. Um, and then, but on the other hand, I tell parents give the coaches at least a, a, give the coaches some time after the game too like just don't run up on a coach after the game um saying why my son didn't play like he might have just lost the coach is emotionally um entrenched in that particular game he doesn't want to have that conversation right then and there that conversation is going to be all bad so i tell parents to give give the coach at least 10 hours minimum so he can debrief and and go through his emotions and then you guys can come back and have a, a productive conversation. Right. Now I hear that. And and going back to uh, that looking in the stand stuff, like, you know, I, I coached in high school, JV, assistant varsity coach in, in New York. And, yeah, ki- you had kids looking in the stands, you know, at their at their parents. And I'll tell you this. That's one number one to kids. First of all, if you're doing that, you're not good. That like, like I know like like I you know what I mean like you're not yeah. you're not nice you're not a good player like like right. like because all the nice and I, you know I grew up playing like if you're good you do not you don't have, what are you looking in the stands for like right. you know what I'm saying like like you know like you know you know how to play the game right you know what I'm saying like you don't you don't look in the stands if you're good so if you're right. doing that just that's the first like damn I'm not you must not be good and you want to be good number yeah. step number one stop doing that right you know and. My question to you is: You said it's all right with the babies. What what you, what age you think that should stop? <laughs> I think I think around sixth grade, 
Okay, we should that's start phasing yeah, yeah. out of that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. remember they're going in the junior high school. Yeah, yeah. And it gets it starts getting real intense at seventh and eighth grade. So the training wheels should be off around fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. And 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 you know you gotta you gotta it it, it becomes sink or swim. Yeah. And and you have to let them swim and see see what they have. Yeah, I think I think you should start even earlier. Like you know, I got a little nine year old, eight, almost nine playing. Um, my my four or five year old starting to get into it. Like I think you know, my advice to parents would be, even from the youngest of ages, you know, they got to learn a coach is the coach, and when they're on that court, you listen to what the coach says and you do what the coach says. Yes, of course, if you're a parent, you know, you give a thumbs up, like hard clap, hard work. But in terms of specific instructions, I hate when I hear parents like yelling out, hey, you know, like do yeah. this, do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. care. Even when it's positive, even right, when it right. even when it makes sense. Right. I'm like, like, no, because that's that's part of the learning process. They gotta figure it out. Yeah. And you're just there for encouragement, like boom, boom, you know, okay. Absolutely. And if and if you really have something to say, just wait till the game is over. And I would say, even like hours after the game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely you did this you could you know maybe you should try this that you know so absolutely that's that's my that's my opinion now remember you you know i'm asking all these questions but you actually wrote a book on all this stuff yes sir so free game there's, there's a reason why uh you know you got you can answer all this stuff pretty quickly and you, like yep. you said you're a vet you're a vet in the game i got mine right yes, here sir. too you know what i'm saying free game um, tell tell us uh, you know how how that's going. In fact, I, like a a specific question is you know this season. I'm sure you know every every day we all learn more and more. Um, you learn something every day, as they say. You know what what did you see like this summer uh, during the circuit that that was like that like oh yeah that's what I was saying in my book or like that you know maybe I should have included that or like this, <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about stuff like that. Well. What I, what was some of the things that I was exactly what I was talking about was um, just just the kids, um, the development, seeing the development of certain kids. In one of the parts of my book, I talk about um, how kids develop at a, at a different speed and a different rate. Um, you know, some kids. Uh, they jump out the box and they already, you know, they're superstars or they, they, or we think they're superstars. And some kids, it's a natural, slow progression. And um, it was good to see some kids that um, might have been written off, you know, years ago when they were fifth, sixth grade. And um, now I see them, you know, starting to flourish as ninth and 10th and, and graders. I saw some of that. Um, and then one of the other things that is very important that I talk about in my book is parents and kids aligning with people that really know what they're doing, like really have been around the game and can give you some real solutions. Um, and there's so many people that, uh, what we call handlers and coaches and directors that literally have no clue of what they're talking about. Like I literally have been in conversations with some and I'm like, and you're running this program or you're, you know, coaching these kids. Um, but there are some that, that do know what they're talking about. 
And, um, you know, my book, Free Game, uh, helps the parent to navigate through the real and the fake. Um, and so, as somebody who's been around the game for as long as I've been around, um, I can easily find the answers and ask some of the coaches. Like, for example, I know so many coaches that when a kid is really getting the offer, I really have candid conversations with these coaches. They're not gonna, what I, they're not gonna BS me because of our relationship. Um, so, you know, you want to surround yourself with people that are gonna give you authentic information. That is whether you like it or not is the truth. And, um, you know, I think that's that's something that I, I saw on the circuit. I saw a combination of bad handlers, but I also saw some brothers that really and sisters that really knew what they were doing and really doing a good job of, um, about the kids. Right. So tell the tell the people where they can get the book. Yeah. So you can get the book on free uh, on Amazon. Free Game, A Parent's Guide to Navigating Black and Brown Children Through Youth Sports and Beyond. You can find uh, you can find my um, Instagram page, which is freegame.7. And um, you can DM me if you want me to come speak at your school or institution. I've been making my rounds. I happen to be, I was on I was blessed to be on the on the phone with the electric legendary public enemy Chuck D. Mm. Um, in Las Vegas a few a few months ago, so um, and I'll be making other rounds with other people in the near future. So yeah, check me out, freegame seven, and please support our podcast because we're about to light it up. Yes, up next that up next podcast. Yeah, at up next on Instagram at up next underscore, uh, or what is it at under something. I gotta check that out. I'm gonna <laughs> right, have, to edit, right. I'm have to edit this when I go back. Right, right, right. But we're on Instagram too. Check us out. Up yes, next, uh, add up next on on Instagram. Um, and, um, uh, check us out. Up next podcast on on uh, YouTube. Subscribe, uh, like the podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, we're gonna have some of these kids we talked about today. Um, yep. We're gonna have on and 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 see you know talk about their journey, talk about you know possible college decisions, NBA decisions, G League decisions, all that kind of stuff. What goes into their thought process? Um, so we'll have more of that, and you know who 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 knows who else we'll have on, uh, you know big time basketball grassroots guys, um, women, all that all that stuff. So continue to support the podcast. We're gonna we're gonna um, you know Khalid after he gets back from vacation, we, we're gonna go hard. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, put some great content up. But this was great uh, catching up, seeing seeing how this uh, this summer AU season went. Like I said, it was a big season. Um, you know, EYBL was huge in it. You know, you, like you know, you didn't have to go to Peace Jam to see the Peace Jam. You could, you know, everything was streaming. It was like watching, you know, NBA Summer League or something. Right, right, right. Open channels. So. Uh, that was great. Got to see the great talent around the country, and and a lot of them are happen to be at New Heights, uh, you know, locally. So, um, we'll uh, we you know we got a lot more, a lot more to cover, but but this was great. This was great, man.
Yep, yep. Thank you, man. Let's let's keep building. Definitely. All right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We will see you next week um, with some more content. And, you know, who knows? We'll probably have a big time uh, player uh, joining us next. Absolutely. Peace, everyone. Coaches used to call my phone. What you doing? Just got home. Practice making perfect. Perfect timing. Put me in my zone. Two, three, thirty-two. Thirty-three like birdie two. Time to put on for your city when they never heard of you. Ball player. Ain't no watching from the side uh, Picking up them pieces Ain't no limits in the sky uh, Said you got up next Well, gon' show them why uh, One, two, that's a three Now take your shot, ball player Bishop Lachlan, purple and gold That's a flex, uh, Kylie Green Got me a scally before he left uh, Joe Cash, something like dollars on the check uh, They had then, I got now, now Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.